Rocio, here we are again. Um, really excited to be back and with you in this space. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be here again. Excited that uh, you know we're together and sharing experiences one more time. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I feel a little bit more strange. I feel a little bit more seasoned when the show in. Like I've done it before. This is not the first time now. <laughs> yeah, it's getting better. It's getting easier. <laughs> Last time felt a bit weird. This time I feel like. Okay, it's not so weird anymore. I've done it once. <laughs> oh, it's going to get better every time. That's right. That's right. So today, um, Rothia, we're going to share your story, if that's uh, all right with you. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited to learn more. I know a little bit already, but I'm really excited to learn a little bit more um, about your story and about where you've come from. Um, and where you are and how you got there. Um, you mentioned in last week's show that your journey really re began with, um, with your parents. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to share my story uh, and my parents' story a little bit with you guys. Um, so it, I mentioned before that my mom is originally from Nicaragua. And um, she um, moved to Costa Rica when she was in her 20s. And, and she went there to, to finish her career. My mom's a nurse. So she decided to go there and study, right? And she took her family with her, uh, her mom, her aunts, everybody. And she was- Whole family. Yeah, whole family. She was in charge of them. And, um, you know, she was- a great, very strong woman that decided to move to a whole different country. Then she met my dad a few years later and they got married. My mom, my dad is from Costa Rica. Uh, so that's how I feel like my story started because part of my family moved to Costa Rica. Then there was another part that moved to Venezuela and one part moved to uh, Guatemala. You know, the, the situation in Nicaragua in, uh, back then was not the best. So a lot of people had to leave the country um, to find better opportunities and, and safer places to be. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's how I, I feel like my kind of nomad soul <laughs> started to form right there. Um, you know, just seeing the example that my mom said that you don't have to stay in one place. You can just go anywhere you want and, and start over as many times as you need. Right. I like that. I like that idea um, that, uh, you know, of quite often we grow up thinking that or, or being told we have to make a decision when we're young. Um, at, at school, we're being forced into making decisions as to what career we want to uh, have and what path we want to take and where we're going to live and how we're going to live um, as we go through university. But I think that was really key what you said. You know, you can start over whenever you like and you don't have to stay fixed to the, the program that you, or the journey you started on. Right. Um, so uh, I, I certainly have done that a number of times in my life. Uh, that's great. Okay. So take us a step further forward. You know what? Uh, once I read this um, quote, I really... 
caught my attention and it said, um, if you don't like where you are, just move, right? You're not a tree. So you're always free to move and, and just just do something different. And, and that stayed with me. Like, yes, we're not trees. We can move. And the world is so big and there are so many opportunities and so many places to see that I, I always felt like I needed to find a, a place in the world where I felt 100% like I belong there. And, um, yeah. you know, for some reason, I always had the urge to go uh, and, and see other places and explore other cultures. Um, okay. So basically, um, that's when I, I thought, okay, well, maybe I should just travel a little bit. After I finished uh, high school, I decided to take a break from studying for a bit. I started working when I was 19 years old and I was very independent from the beginning. Um, mm. So I decided to just try things, try different places and, and go see, uh, you know, different experiences. So after that, uh, well, I've started working. I, I lived in San Diego for a while in California. It was nice. I mean, uh, the place was beautiful. Um, so I, I, I learned a lot from that experience. It wasn't the easiest experience I've had. Okay. Um, but it was, it was a good experience to, to learn and to grow. Um, then I went back to Costa Rica, kept working, saving money. And then one day <laughs> I, I lost my job, right? And I was kind of depressed. I was like, oh God, I know, what am I gonna do? I started doing other things that I didn't really like. And um, I was like, oh, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna do this. Like, I don't wanna do something that I hate, you know? Just, I, right. I, making me very unhappy and um, what kind of work was it that you were doing like telemarketing and and customer yeah. service and stuff like that and I was like no yeah. this, is, this is crap I hated it's, it people were so rude it's so hard it's <laughs> it such a hard job yeah, yeah you know like they're always yelling at you and they, they they they're so rude so I just like I I cannot take that bad energy uh All right. hours a day right so Somebody said, why don't we go to the beach? <laughs> Just move there and start over. <laughs> and I did. I, I told my parents, hey, you know what? I'm tired of this city. I, I need to take a break from it and, and see what else is out there. And in Costa Rica, the well, you know, we have two coasts, right? The Pacific coast and the Caribbean coast. Sure. Uh, so I decided to go to the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica, which is, in my opinion, the most beautiful place in the country and um i just went there i packed everything i had and uh, decided to go there not knowing what to do or if i was going to get a job or anything i just had a little bit of money saved up and um uh we we had a, a house well not really a house a room that we had seen before we rented a room <laughs> and and then i was living there you know, <laughs> right. at the beach, wow, this beautiful place. So I started going to hotels and taking my resume to hotels and say, hey, you know what? I'm looking for a job. I can, I've never worked in a hotel, but I can learn. I can learn anything. <laughs> if you teach me, I'll learn anything, right? Um, so I found a place and, and, and the guy, the owner was a, an older guy. He was very nice, very polite, very educated, older man. 
and and he gave me a job and he said okay well i'm looking for a receptionist and i need somebody to actually also take care of the restaurant and, and the bar so basically you're going to do everything <laughs> i want to do it <laughs> i know you've never done it before but no worry. never you, uh, do everything yeah so so okay well you know if, you, if you're if he's trusting me he thinks that i can do it then i can probably do it and he was right. gonna teach me right he started teaching me so much i appreciate it you know to this point of my life because he was a very kind person he gave me a chance he believed in me and he, he taught me he taught me a lot um so i was in charge of reception reservations um tours the bar inventory i was even waitressing i was doing everything i was working so many hours a day i was really tiring um so i worked there for a few months and um then after like a maybe a year or so we decided to start um a business there like well we found a house yes and and we said well you know, this house had a beautiful, huge garden. It was amazing in the middle of the jungle, right? And say, like, well, why don't we open a, a restaurant here? <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course, right? Um, so at this point, I was with, with my ex, right? And uh -huh. he was great cooking. And I was just willing to do whatever. <laughs> you know, I was young. <laughs> and, and say, okay, well, we can do it. And we did. We started our, our first restaurant at the beach, a pizza place in our home. Mm -hmm. Very nice, very nice experience. After a year or so, we we opened the second place at a hostel. So we had two two businesses going on there. Um, a lot of work, but you know, it's the beach. Living at the beach is something completely different. Um, you there's a different energy, people take it slower, whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then after a while, I said, okay, well, I have, I've had enough of this. I need to go back to the city. I miss the city. We went back to the city and um, we opened another restaurant there, um, which was the biggest one so far. Uh, was great, beautiful place, great food. And I did that for seven years. Okay. Six or seven years. And then I decided I was not happy with that. <laughs> So I was like, no, you know, this is good, but I, I feel like I'm missing something. I need to do something else. I need to, I want to help people. I, I want to, I want to be involved in people. I want, I want to see them grow. And I want to, I want to share something that is within me. And okay. I decided to become an English teacher. So I started getting trained. I, I, you know, I went to school. I studied really hard and um, I became an English teacher after that. And that's what I've been doing since then. You started uh, teaching English. Um, tell me, what sort of teaching English in, in schools, in academies, in uh, in your home? How did that journey start? Um, first job I had was at this English academy near my house. It was kind of hard finding a job in the beginning um, because you know I'm, I'm Costa Rican. I'm like a non-native teacher, so it was hard. I found, I realized, I never thought about that until that point, that most places won't even give non-native teachers a chance. Uh, right. they're, they're focused on hiring only native speakers, and that's it. You know, it's part of their marketing strategy. It's part of 
whatever their system. Um, yeah. So they many said no, 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 no. So after a while, I found a job and I worked there for a few years. I learned a lot. I was teaching children and adults. And, um, you know, it was fun. I, I started to love what I was doing. It was very fulfilling and I was very happy teaching. So I decided that's what I wanted to keep doing for the rest of my life, or at least until I feel like I need to do something else, but it's been years. <laughs> <laughs> until, until I change my mind again and feel I need to do something else. Yeah, but, which we do, know, which is life, right? It might happen, you know, but so far it's been 13 years and I still love teaching. I'm so yeah. happy doing it. I don't see myself doing anything else. I, I really love my job. I think it's a calling that I have yeah. uh, more than a, a career. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so at this stage, you're in Costa Rica. Yeah, in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you've decided you've walked away from the restaurants and you've studied, gone back to school, learned to be a teacher, and you're now teaching. Right. That's it. Okay. okay. And then what happens? And then uh, a lot of things happen, you know. Uh, I don't want to make it too long, but uh, <laughs> Costa Rica just became not the place where I, I, I needed to be. I needed a change. Okay. Uh, again, uh, a lot of uh, personal situations happen in the middle, and I had to stop working for a while, for like yep. a year, right? I had to I had to quit my job, and uh, after when I was ready to to go back to teaching, I had the same experience, like not being able to find the job that I wanted because, uh, you know, after being a teacher for a while i said okay well i want to i want to find a job where i can i can grow where i can learn mm. more because i i that's what i love about every job that i've had in my life it's also a learning experience yeah right. and i felt like i needed a job where i could learn more and grow as a teacher yeah as not, much about the, as much about the learning from the experience as as teaching yeah in the experience right it's yeah, exactly. Right. So I was not finding that uh, at that time. And again, the same situation. We only hire native speakers, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, OK, I'm out of here. I'm, I've had it with this negativity, with all the discrimination within my own country. I, I need to go somewhere else. And that's when I decided to come to Guatemala. Um, okay, there's an interesting point. Um, you touched on uh, discrimination within your own country. That's a weird, that must be a weird feeling. It's painful. Being, being discriminated against in your own country. Yeah, it, it was very painful. I didn't understand it and uh, I had so many feelings about it. I was angry, you know, honestly, right. I was angry. Like, what the hell? Why? Just not, not even giving me a chance to show what I can do. I think I'm a good teacher and I'm very professional and I love what I do. And, and you know, just let me let me show you. <laughs> right? Yeah. They, so many times they said, no, you know, it's against our policies. We only hire native speakers, uh, the company, blah, 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 the reputation. All right. So uh, I was I was frustrated um, by that time. Uh, I was with my my now husband, and he said, "Well, he's from Guatemala, right?" 
Okay. Um, and he said, well, you know, if we go to Guatemala, I'm sure it's going to be different there. And you're going to get a lot of opportunities. Um, so I said, okay, well, let's give it a try. I started mm -hmm. sending resumes and asking for interviews. So I did a lot of online interviews back then. And yeah. I actually got very good responses from many schools. And um, I did like three final interviews before moving here, before we, we finally made the move. And um, when I came here, I basically already had a job waiting for me. So wow. I, I couldn't be more grateful uh, with this country that gave me a chance and I'm not even from here, you know? And yeah, I, I started work when I came here, I started working, um, teaching in high schools, private high schools. Okay. And that was another great learning opportunity, working with teenagers uh, in a high school environment. I hadn't done that before. And it was wonderful, wonderful. I loved it. I learned, I grew, I enjoyed it. And it taught me so much and it got me to where I am today. So thanks to that, I am here talking to you today. <laughs> cool. Tell me something I'm interested in because you're talking about countries that I have no idea about. Um, more or less uh, the part of the world, you know, uh, Central America, that's the idea that I've got. Mm -hmm. So give me and our listeners um, some sort of idea of the differences from uh, those two countries, the differences in those two countries. The main, I guess the main differences. Main differences. Okay, mm -hmm. so... Um, Culturally, we are very different. Um, you know, Costa Rica is known for being a more, you know, easygoing kind of country. Like everybody's chilling. We have the okay. style. Um, Guatemala has been through so much. You know, it's a country that has survived to so many difficult times. Uh, so yeah. people here, uh, tend to be more structured, uh, a okay. little bit more reserved. Mm. Also, there is a huge mix here of indigenous populations with uh, whatever we can call mixed, uh, the mixed population, right? That got mixed with the Spaniards when colonization happened. So yeah. it's, it, there's also that. We don't have that in Costa Rica. Um, they, they have their own languages here. They speak that the indigenous communities, uh, their traditions, uh, their beliefs, uh, they, it's so rich when it comes to culture. And, and okay. I, think, I think Costa Rica is more globalized. Than right, okay. Europe, right? Um, it's also much bigger. Uh, in Costa Rica, where it's like, I don't know, four or five million people. In Guatemala, it's about 17, 18 million. So, you know, okay. that, that makes a huge difference here. Um, Socioeconomical situation is different. Um, so, yes, I, I had to learn a lot. People here are very religious. Uh, most of the, of the Guatemalan population, uh, you know, is Catholic. We are Catholic in, in Costa Rica, too. Um, but um, here they, they follow the traditions even more. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, I'm not a religious person, so I had to learn to um, deal with some of the beliefs and the, the traditions, right? 
which was a little bit difficult. Obviously, that makes um, the makes the Guatemalan society more conservative. Yes. So you know all of these things that I I was not expecting to find because I was thinking okay, well we're very similar, but we're not. We, there are oh, some right. differences. Not I'm not saying that one is better than the other. Both cultures are different. Both countries, and I love Guatemala. I've I've learned a lot about their culture being here. Okay, good, good. Because so, that's my my ignorant uh, my ignorant self, not knowing anything about Central America, would say well. Uh, there's uh, a huge group of little countries uh, in a little skinny bit of land in Central America, right? And it must be all relatively the same because they're all tiny. Um, but what you're telling me is the complete opposite. You've come from Costa Rica, which sounds more like uh, a much more modernized country where uh, it's um, uh, come, I don't know, and uh, everyone's sort of I don't know what I'm trying to say, really, but uh, yeah, a much more modern country. Whereas Guatemala has uh, is a country that's held on to a lot more of its traditions from um, from religious traditions, uh, but even all the way back to pre-colonization traditions yeah. in terms of languages and cultures and uh, and socio groups. So that's uh, that's really interesting. Really interesting. I I wouldn't know. Mm. Yeah, well, you need to come here and, and, and see it because it's a beautiful country and it's so rich. The culture is it's amazing. I, I, I really, I, I'm still learning so much about this country. I've been here for eight years and I'm, I'm still learning. Um, now I'm, I'm trying to learn more about the struggles that they have been through. Um, and honestly, that makes me love it even more and, and their people too. Right. Uh, that's an interesting point too you know no matter how long we think we're clean in a place um there's always so much more to learn uh of the people yeah. you know for 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 people who have been in the place not just of their life but of their family's lives of their parents lives of their great 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 grandparents lives the whole history you know and it's a rich deep heritage and and you can never learn that in in a, in a day a week month or a bunch of years even so yeah. um uh yeah there's always so much, much yeah, you, to need, you need to live you need to be part of it until right. you slowly start becoming uh more like them you know yeah. because you can see it you can you can hear it you can smell it you can touch it you can it <laughs> becomes part of of everything um, right and and right. it's not possible when we stay in one place and and that you know that's the beauty of I think uh, being able to to migrate, uh, experiencing other cultures from within, and and being able to understand why yeah. some countries are the way they are, and um, and why you know people sometimes are so different to what we are, and we always see oh yeah this this culture this tradition this religion this group of people that are so different and we see the differences we don't yes. understand why and we need to understand why to be able to accept it and understanding those it. differences yeah. And, yeah and those differences usually come from uh like i was saying from a from a huge history of tradition and um history and past things that have been passed down from generation to generation yeah yeah 
So uh, that's amazing. That's, and that's something that I experience where I am. You know, it's it's in the people, but it's deeper than blood. You know, it's in the smell of the land. It's in the smell of the food. It's in the in the sound of the music. It's in the and every little in every little nuance of life, there is this land, this part of the country. Yeah. All this country. Yeah. Even the that's food cool. is different. You know, in so many right. aspects. I mean, there are so many things that are similar, but the flavors are different. They use different spices. Um, right. Yeah. So their their traditions, their their eating habits are different. Um, for example, people here in Guatemala eat tortillas three times a day. They love tortillas. <laughs> part, it's not only part of their diet. It's part of their culture. Corn represents so much for this land. Corn is an essential part of the Guatemalan identity. Same with right. Mexico, right? In Costa Rica, yeah. we, of course, we do eat tortillas, but not like this. We like we eat rice a lot. <laughs> we eat a no, lot. Okay. Yeah. So and, and, and that's funny because when you say tortilla, you're talking about something completely different than when I say tortilla. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not the potato tortilla, but the the corn tortilla. Right. Like it's like a like a pita <laughs> bread, and um. Right. Now we, we we don't really eat sure. tortillas a lot. We eat them for some occasions, but rice is an essential part of Costa Rican diet. And yeah. here, rice is like a, you know, it's like a compliment, but it's not, it's not always the main thing. So that was huge for me because in the beginning, they would give me tortillas with everything. I'm like, I don't want them. I don't eat them. <laughs> so take them, right? And they're like, no, no, but they're yours. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, I want my rice. <laughs> But, you know, yeah. uh, now I, I love tortillas. I still don't eat them with every meal, um, but I, I I really like them. <laughs> okay, great. So you're you're acclimatizing. Yeah, it's been eight years. <laughs> it's been eight years. I, I I think like I I finally made it. I'm a I'm a legal permanent resident of Guatemala. I am now yeah. um, considering to upgrade my my status okay uh, to get some benefits and also maybe in the future be able to to vote i want yeah. i want to vote i want to have a voice and i want to support this country uh as much as i can because it's my home now and right. um, so you know it's part of the the future plans that i have here great mm -hmm. okay good so guatemala is now your home uh for the foreseeable future and yeah. and you're teaching i am teaching but now tell, I, us little, tell us a little bit about your teaching <clears throat> okay so i like i mentioned before i i worked in private schools hmm. for the first what five or five years i was here uh great i loved it i loved my students and everything uh but then with covid um you know everything changed the world changed right. uh, i had to i had to stop um it was not what i wanted it to be um i was not enjoying it as much with all the restrictions and, and the, the changes and just you know it was not the same it didn't feel the same way mm. to me and i was uh, there was too much pressure and it took away all the fun of teaching and being in the classroom with my students which is what i enjoy the most and I decided to take a break. I said, oh, my mental health needed to take a break from um, the, let's say, online high school teaching, right? 
yeah. um, I decided to to quit my job, but of course I needed to continue making an income and, and just paying my bill. So I said, well, what can I do now? Um, you know, we're stuck at home. Like <laughs> there, there are no jobs out there. Like tourism stopped and so many things changed. Uh, I'm like, well, some people started asking me, why don't you tutor? Yeah, why don't you, would you teach my son? Would you teach me? Would you teach yeah. my, yeah. my friend uh, online, but doing like one-on-one, -on -one, like, like a slower pace. And I said, well, you know, I can try. I can do that and <laughs> see what's the worst that can happen that I don't like it and I have to do something else. Um, so right. I, I started slowly uh, doing private tutoring. And, and then I realized I, I missed that group energy because that's, to me, that's the best part of teaching, just being with a group of people and, and seeing them grow and sharing experiences and energy and everything with them. Uh, but at this point, of course, um, you know, we still continue with restrictions. And I said, well, I'm going to start, I'm going to try and see if I can open a group to teach online and see how that works. Because it was all new to me. I had not um much experience with um online teaching so i said okay well you know i'm just gonna give it a try like the restaurant thing just let's just try and see what happens right good at as you go along that's me and, yeah. and so i did i posted a, a facebook ad or something and, and i said well you know i'm teaching groups online uh i had a group for teenagers and a group for adults uh beginners right like introduction to english um, and uh, people signed up <laughs> and that's how I started and it's been three years since I began with the language circle and I'm still here and now we have more groups and more students and it's growing every day and now I'm, I'm really enjoying this part of, of being my own boss and just being able to decide how I teach what I teach and how I do things uh, so it's been wonderful I am really excited to see what's coming it's been you know three great years very hard a lot of work um yeah. but we're still here so that means that we're doing something good <laughs> right and and being your own boss gives you the freedom to to run your own schedule and pick up other projects like, mm -hmm. like this um which i i certainly appreciate my life I imagine you appreciate it too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy. And so tell me, last, last, I want to know uh, the language circle, because I love the name, but I want to know where it came from. What does it mean to you? Okay. Um, so it's kind of like a complicated story. When I was in Costa Rica and I was, I was teaching there, I also had like a side project um, that was called the little classroom yeah because i adapted a small classroom in my house and i was tutoring children you know helping them with after school work homework exams projects all of that right so it was the little classroom i had my own little classroom there and when we obviously came to guatemala that stopped and um when i decided okay well like maybe i can do the online tutoring it brought me back to that Yes, right. So we started as the little classroom online, right? But then I decided I didn't want to teach children because I 
I don't really like the way that it works with children online. Yeah, I think it's yeah, okay. better to do it in person, my opinion, right? It's my yep. personal opinion. Um, so I said, you know, I think I'm going to focus on adults and maybe teenagers, right? Um, so I said, I, I think I got to change the name. It's not, you know, it's not the right name for the, the, the students that I want to teach now. And I didn't want to uh, make a huge change. So I decided to use the same letters, the TLC, right? I was like, well, you know, I'm going to start thinking of a name that I can use the same letters with. And I said, well, you know, I want to make a circle of people. I want to, I want to create a circle of people uh, that are together. Uh, I think the circle represents so many things. It's unity. It's equality. Uh, it's energy. It's so many things that, you know, just a simple shape uh, can, can, can show. So I said, well, you know, I think I want to have a, a circle of people that want to to learn a language, yeah, and, and so that's how it became the language circle. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I love the idea that uh, of of language creating a circle, language connecting, you know, one person or one group of people to another, and creating this circle of people and this unity. Um, so that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And what is uh what does the future hold? Do you have any plans uh for the future? Uh well, right now I'm just uh trying to to make my project grow and um, okay. you know get to other people uh, outside of Guatemala. So right now I have students okay. in different countries. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, I have students in Puerto Rico, in uh, Costa Rica, in Guatemala, in the United States uh peru so you know i'm trying to reach more people i'm focusing on latin americans that want yeah. to learn english um and help them with my you know spanish background to overcome right. the difficulties and and to make the process a lot easier um and and that's that's my hope to maybe get to to different nationalities different countries and, and make this grow and, and I don't know, I don't know what, what will happen in the future. Uh, maybe do uh, courses uh, like, you know, so people can take by themselves or I'm not really sure. I'm just trying to enjoy each day and focus on my students, the, the ones that I currently have and, and help them with their learning and, and, and just having fun watching them grow and become, you know, more fluent every day, so. Yeah, great. I, I think that's um, really important, and uh, what you talked about, what you talked about um, uh, helping people from Central America, um, because you've got this, you, the experience that they need. You know, you've gone through the journey that they're on. You've you've been down that road that they're on right now. You've then worked in the language. Um, which is perhaps something that they might be aiming for in the future. And you've traveled in the language, which is something that they might be aiming for. So I love the idea that you've done what they're wanting to do. Because you're in the best position to help them. And I know a lot of schools say, oh, we want native teachers only, but actually you're the best example one of those students could possibly have. Uh, and 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 can teach them so much more than any native teacher could because they will not have had gone through those experiences that you have. 
Yeah, I wanna I wanna show my students that if I can do it, they can do it. You know, it's right. anybody can do it. I uh, so many people have a uh, personal struggles with English, and I I understand why. I know what it's like to be, you know, uh, made fun of for having an accent and 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 humiliated for saying something correctly and. And just, I understand those struggles and I know that it takes time and effort and, you know, being called an, an illegal alien when you go to a different country and, and you know, it's just, it's not fun. <laughs> now that if you think about it, you know, when you're right there and I, that's how many people have to deal with this situation. They have yeah. to go to a different country, learn a language that is not their own just because they have to, they really don't have a choice. And then on top of that, they need to deal with discrimination and, and prejudice and all, all these negative things that humans do. And, um, you know, I want to show them that it is possible to learn a language, speak it fluently. And if you even want to go further, you can go ahead and teach it if that's what you want. Right. Because that's what I'm doing. Um, anyway. right. If you want to take it to the, to the extreme, you can then teach it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Very good. Thank you very much. Uh, love your story and I'm sure there's lots more um, but I know that we will find out the little bits and pieces as we go along over the course of the uh, years hopefully uh, through these um, sessions. Of course and I'm looking forward to learning about your story and our <laughs> guest stories you know yes. and so many beautiful people that we're going to have here join us. That's exactly. why so important that people, you know, subscribe to the channel so that they get to know these wonderful people too and share their own stories with us. Because what we want is just unite this world of people that are going here and there and traveling and doing so many wonderful things, right? So like we did, a lot of people are doing the same. So let's share. Yeah, whether it's, whether it's a small migration or whether you've traveled uh, around the world, um, it's it's not important. I think the the value here is in in that journey, exactly. and it might seem small to one person, but to others it it might seem enormous. So we're really looking forward to interviewing and talking to some people who have been on big journeys and who've been on small journeys. I know we've got a couple of really interesting ladies lined up in the next uh, couple of weeks. Well, yeah. that are coming, so um, I can't wait to hear their stories. Um, yeah. And next week i'll tell you a little bit about mine yes yes looking forward to it and um i hope that people enjoyed this and whatever just leave a comment if you're watching this tell us where you're watching from it would be nice to get to know please you a little do. bit more, right yeah, exactly please do leave a comment in the in the comments and uh ask us any questions you like in the comments and hopefully yeah all right daniel so, all right see you next week See you again. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.